The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you would like to join us on the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio and a couple that are not <laughs> this morning. Uh, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down right on the right side of the page. There are two videos there. Uh, one of them is going live. That is the second one that you'll see there. Just click onto that if you want to enlarge it. Um, you know, whatever size screen you're on, you want to enlarge that. You can click on the platform itself and join us in the chat. We've got several people up bright and early this morning who are in the chat with us. And uh, uh, <laughs> yes, gent, uh, we missed you. I, I, look, I miss getting in those those uh, things with you in the uh, in the MeWe chats, but I just I just don't have the time, brother. But I'm glad to see that you're still fighting a good fight there over there. Um, also, you'll see above where the live feed is this morning, you'll see where Bradley's video is from yesterday. If you want to catch his show from yesterday, you can click on that. And then he goes live at 3 o'clock today, Saturday. It's for two hours. So this little area, the first video that you come to on the right side of the page, that will be live at 3 o'clock Eastern. Don't miss it. Um, I'm sure he's going to be fired up with two hours to go, and uh, he's been preaching and traveling, so usually that brings out a lot of stuff that he has to give to the people, so you don't want to miss that. Also, above that is a place where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Now, listen, we don't spam your email. We don't rent it out. We don't sell it. Uh, You get one email a day from us. That's it, okay? And it's not asking for money or anything. It's just giving you the articles that we have from Sons of Liberty. And um, the, even the morning show, some of you say, hey, where could I get that video or where could I find that document or what's their website or whatever? That's in that archive. It's, it's in a it's in an article format like this right here uh, for those who are watching. It's in an article format like this. You'll get the video portion. You get the podcast. So if you don't want to watch stuff, you just want to listen, you can play that. Um, then all of the links, everything that we provide to you is in that. Also at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. We have a donate button. We don't have our handout for uh, 
you know, money, but we do let you know our needs that we have. And in doing that, we ask that if you're able to and you want to and you agree with our message, we point to the law. We don't point to political parties, okay? Hit the donate button and send a donation that you want to give uh, to help us do what we do, not only on radio, not only on the Internet, but even as Bradley goes out and gives the Christian and constitutional heritage of America. You know, people can't do anything. They can't go forward and know where they're going if they don't know where they've been. And our forefathers set the foundation of, of who we are as a people. And as a result of that, many people have... Oops, I'm bringing Kevin up there. He's not He's not seeing me. <laughs> Sorry about that, Kevin. I'm still uh, uh, producing some of the stuff here. If they don't know where, they're, where they've been, people won't know where they're going. That's why education is such a... Not government education, which is indoctrination... It's pointing people back to where we came from. What is our purpose in life? Well, according to the Catechism, the the Westminster Catechism, it is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That is exactly what our forefathers did when they landed here from on, on the Mayflower. They set together the first government, the Mayflower Compact, and it was set for the glory of God, for the advancement of the Christian faith. And so if people don't know where they came from, they're not going to know where they're going, and many people are lost today as to where their their trajectory in life is, is because they've forgotten the past. Also, if you want to help us, uh, you can become a monthly supporter of ours, become a son or daughter of liberty. Look, if you guys aren't providing those means through prayer and through finances, it's very difficult for us to do what we do, okay? And we, we're not rich people at all, that's for sure. And we're not looking to be rich. We're just looking to maintain. As David said, Lord, give me enough. Uh, don't give me too much that I forget you, but give me enough so I don't dishonor you by stealing and, and things of that nature. And God is always faithful to provide. I can testify to that um, from being a Christian for well more than two decades. And so I know that he's faithful in doing that. Also, you can provide or you can uh, support us through our store. We have plenty of products, great conversation starters, also uh, uh, books, DVDs, and things to help equip you in your sphere of influence. That's the important thing. If if you think, if you say, Tim, what's the solution here? Is it to, who do we vote for? If that is your mentality, then stick around because I, I, I don't put you down. I'm saying I understand. That's what That's the way things are driven in this society. The solution, though, is you. It's you and your sphere of influence. That's the solution. The solution is the people themselves. It's not a politician. It's not necessarily even the form of government. It is you. It is me. We are the solution to the problems that we have. And if we're in the Word of God, and if we know the Constitution to hold our representatives who are bound by that Constitution, we're not bound by the Constitution. They are. We can do the job. We can see things through. And that begins with knowing those things. So with that said, this is our special K, T2K Saturday show with uh, with Kate Shimarani and Dr. Kevin Corbett, and I want to welcome them back to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. Look what I'm wearing. I see. Look, Kate's got her Republic was not established by coward shirt on. Look at that. You know what? Hold on. I got something for you. See what I'm wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing it too. 
You guys can get that in our store. Go to sonslibertymedia.com and click on the store. You can get it, and we got it in a variety of colors. I think there's like eight or ten colors. Red, you, maybe you're one of those ladies that like that kind of peachy look. They call it sunset or something. It's, you know, it's girly. Yeah, I've got that. It looks great with white skinny jeans. <laughs> I have one today. It goes with my eyes. <laughs> Well, I, I know a lot of people really like that shirt, and um, I, I think they probably should do a coffee mug like this, too. They do the resistance to tyrants. They probably should do a coffee mug uh, with this on this it as well. This is good quality as well. This is a good quality T-shirt. Yeah. It's really a nice quality, and this is a – I think this is a small one, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very big, uh, so it's, it's really nice. So I think everyone should get one on and wear it. Yeah, well, they they don't. I tell you, the Sons of Liberty don't do anything halfway. They just they don't do it. Everything that comes out is a quality product. And, and one of the reasons this was one of the first things that when I talked with Bradley, and then we'll get to our point here. Uh, one of the first things I talked with Bradley is he says, you know, Tim, I'm so tired of Christians doing things halfway, and it looks cheesy. And it says he said we do from our music uh, that with his band to the the t-shirts to the water to all this stuff they try to do it as a top quality product not something that you know looks like it was done in your mama's basement or something i i don't know but they try to do it uh when they when they get these things they try to do it as a as a high quality product and so um i'm glad that you said that guys um we've got quite a bit of things to cover here now i did an article here i don't know if it was this past week or the week before you guys had in the UK like 4,000 deaths, nearly 4,000 deaths from the vaccines. These COVID, in, not vaccines, these experimental COVID injections. You had tens of thousands, uh, uh, no, over 100,000, 160, I think it was, maybe I'm wrong, adverse effects. And this in the first, what, three months of the rollout of this stuff. And, every, and, and, and yet, in the mainstream <laughs> media, you don't hear anything. You keep hearing, oh, it's safe and effective. Look who got it. Uh, Representative this got their jab. Uh, President this got their jab. Vice President this got their jab. Uh, you know, and they and they show that stuff. Of course, we know that a lot of it's been faked. We can see from the retractable needles on the syringe, or nothing in the syringe, or whatever's in there. We don't know. But we're it's a propaganda to get people to go take their experimental jab, be their guinea pig. And now they're going to roll it out on six-month-year-old children, and they've been pushing it for pregnant ladies. I'll give this story, and I'll turn it over to you guys. I'll let whichever one you want to bring up. I was posting the articles on our social media platforms, and one of those is my own LinkedIn account. LinkedIn, by the way, is just as bad as the rest of them, okay? They cut me off. I had to start another one, and now I'm down to, I don't know, 10 or 20 people where I had thousands on the other one. But there was a lady on there. She was a science reporter, if you will. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant. Pretty young lady. She was pregnant. And she was like, oh, I did my research. Here's my vaccine certificate. And I'm just sitting there. And I just I wrote a comment. And I said, you know what? I wish you the best. But are you not paying attention to how bad this is for pregnant mothers, for their babies, for, for everybody, for that matter? And I said, I, I hope it doesn't happen to you. But I said, I can't help but see you got a very short future ahead of you. And I didn't mean it as a mean thing. I, you know, I don't want to see anything happen to him. But I've been checking, check, going back and checking her account each day to see if she's going to be there or not. 
because I, I find it so sad. I think the lady might be in her late 20s or early 30s. I'm not sure. I find it so sad because we've seen this before. We, we've seen these women get up with their vaccine certificates, hold them up. The next day they're dead or their baby, they miscarriage within, they miscarry within a week or something. And Kate, this was one of the things that you warned about. This is one of the things that Dr. Kerry Madej warned about when I had, you know, both of you on speaking about this before of the issue of, for pregnant women. You want to comment on that? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm, I'm getting quite known as being uh, hardcore. I'll say it. If you are given a child by God to rear, because that's what it is. This is a gift from God. You are there to nurture and protect it. And that means right from the womb. So everything you do to your body, that child gets everything. It, it You know, every breath you take, every single thing you put in your body and on your body is going to end up in your systemic circulation and it's going to end up in your child. And the first 12 weeks of pregnancy are when that baby's all its vital organs, everything are formed. And I've held 12-week fetuses in my hand and they are perfect. After 12 weeks, they just have to grow in size. Now, if we believe that there is indeed a, a virus, which I don't, and uh, it was never purified, I'm not going to go down that track. I'm not going to say, yeah, there is. No, it was never purified. So how could they even come up with this device that they're touting as a vaccine? And the fact that... Uh, the time scale here, the last time I looked when I was pregnant, it was 40 weeks, 40 weeks gestation to have your baby if you have it to term. And then that baby's born after that. So how on earth can they be saying this device is safe for pregnant women and children? That's impossible because they haven't watched this group go through and see how it affects them long term. And, and Dr. Corbett will explain in a minute how they actually do it. And it's certainly not done on human beings like you and I. So if you are a pregnant woman and you are taking the risk and doing this to your own child, shame on you. Because all the literature is there. It states it. So if you're prepared to go in blind, and I actually heard a woman say this last week. Oh, I don't want to know what's in it. She doesn't want to know what's in it, but she's going to take her children to the sacrificial altar. We are there to advocate for our children. We are there to protect them. And if we don't do it, no one else is going to. Your lying liars of lies government wants your children harmed. The scientists that are saying it's safe want your children harmed. The doctors and nurses that are pushing this, that are ignorant, they're either ignorant or they are indeed liars telling you that this is safe, want your children harmed, and ignorance is no excuse in a court of law, then who else is going to look after your loved ones, your children? You are. You owe it to your children. So the very fact that if we look at just the ingredients of what's in it, you know, the the polysorbital 80 for a start, which opens the blood-brain barrier. So all those things that are in it are going to go to the child's brain. This child's brain, premature babies, they don't have these little convolutions and sulkies. You know, it looks like a walnut. Their brains are much smoother. This comes later. They develop all their neuropathies <laughs> as they grow. That's why babies are kicking their arms and legs. Their brain, they're finding out where they are in time and space. You start injecting all these chemicals in that are going to go to the brain. And there's nothing in one of those that's good for you. Nothing. Then you're going to damage that baby's growing brain. And that's not even getting into the fact that 
the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. It's a piece of DNA that they're going to put into you. They're going to change who you are. And then the other vaccines has the potential to change your DNA. They just don't know, but it's going to make viral components. Those babies do not have immunity. It's not fully established till they were 18. They rely on the breast milk from the mother and being in with all the family. And you're going to put viral components in them. They're going to keep replicating. And then when they come into contact with those, what is it, seven coronaviruses that will, if you believe you can catch a virus, that will stimulate some kind of response and SARS-CoV-2, can you see the catastrophe that's ahead for your children? This is Spanish flu all over again. Remember they said, it's your patriotic duty to vaccinate every man, woman and child with these experimental vaccines. And what did they see? Every man, woman and child dropping I, I, I just sit, you know, I could weep that they're now doing this to the children. If you are an injector, I heard a woman actually on the forest, as you know, Tim, I had to purge myself on you, um, saying, I'm a vaccinator. You've got blood on your hands. Whoever is sticking that needle into those pregnant women and those children, you have blood on your hands and you will stand trial, if not in this life, definitely in the next. Amen. Dr. Corbett. What you're seeing is total suspension of the normal um, experimental procedures in, in medicine where you would have a new device or a new drug or a new vaccine and you would trial it for three phases. The first and second, the first phase would be in the laboratory, the in, the, um, in vitro Dr. Corbett, let me, you... let me interrupt you just a second. We, we've got something with your mic. Uh, I, I think you added the earphones. I don't know if that's picking up the mic, uh, but you're kind of dropping out on a couple of things. I want to make sure people hear what you said. Yes. You've got the phase two, which is the in, they do an in vivo. They do um, limited trials on human subjects. And then you'd have the phase three where it's rolled out across big populations that are selected, they're balanced, they are, uh, and you'd have control groups. And it would last for years and years and years. And now we're told suddenly all this experimental method, which is well enshrined and well embedded, is not needed with this, these vaccines, these injections. We can do it in a few months. We can model the results across other populations on the computer. And we can predict how the injection is going to perform and therefore it'll be safe for this population or that population. It was always the case that pregnant women were always protected from new injections, new devices, new medical devices, new drugs. They were never given this. They were never given this. Uh, You know, carte blanche across the board. It was never declared safe in a few months when a new injection came out, a new vaccine that should be given to uh, pregnant women. And this is absolutely diabolical. Well, the whole thing's diabolical. Injecting pregnant women, injecting older adults, injecting anyone with these injections is tantamount to murder, attempted murder. It's attempted murder, you know, because the end result could be death for that individual, or 
adverse events. And as you can see, there's hundreds of thousands of adverse events. There's thousands of deaths already. The statistics I looked at for the United States showed that in the first three months of this year, there's been more um, vaccine-related deaths as a result of COVID than there have been for the previous 10 years. Yep. And, and I should imagine it's the same when you look at the British, the United Kingdom, and I, I think it is. So you have to also look at those statistics skeptically because they're underreported. I think some estimates say they're 10% of what actually happens or 1% even of what happens. So you've got to magnify those. You've got to multiply those, that data by an order of 10 or even 100 to get some true idea. In fact, a colleague of mine, a professional colleague of mine, had the AstraZeneca vaccine a week ago was very, um, very skeptical of having it, but was talked into having it because of the law, the bait of being able to travel. They had the vaccine. They spent the first day following injection in bed. They were so ill. And this is somebody who's relatively fit in the early 60s, mobile male, and then had a whole succession of feeling unwell the whole week, not good not good at all. And this is somebody who also previously had vaccine um, you know, effects from vaccination previously for um, other things. And so, and then found out, oh, they can't travel because they wanted to travel to China. But tra China won't allow them in unless you've had their vaccine. So they're not gonna go through that again. So what's the point of having it? And then they read the leaflet and the government leaflet, people over 60 like me, says, we're not sure if this works or stops you contracting or transmitting. So it's an experiment. They're doing the phase three, you see, Tim, on the whole of the populations across the world. The phase three that should be done in up to 10 years in limited populations of thousands is being done across millions and millions of people. And that is the result of government policy, the regulators in the pockets of the drug companies being run by the drug companies, they've been owned by them, a lot of them being funded by them, and it's totally corrupted science. So not only is the experimental method that was always embedded, that's being corrupted, the precautionary principles in science that will protect the public through the regulation process have been totally destroyed. And people, it's just blatant marketing of drugs straight into people, pushed by order of government, state, or councils, or all elected officials here in the UK. They're all culpable. And the idea that they're just doing their job, this won't this, this won't, won't wash with us now, because it's not just doing your job. It's actually attempted murder, and at the worst, it's attempted murder. At the least, it's somebody who doesn't know because they injected somebody they don't know, they've not done the research, and they're not behaving according to professional code of conduct. If they're a nurse or a doctor or a healthcare professional, they should know what they're doing. They should know what the ingredients are, and they should know all the effects of these injections. And they plainly don't, because in the United Kingdom, they've hired people off the street, unemployed, who know nothing about healthcare. They're not under the regulators. They're not a nurse, an RN, or a doctor, a physician. Therefore, there is no legal comeback on those people because the government's insured them. But there's also no professional comeback 
because they can't be reported to the regulator, the professional regulator, because they're not a healthcare professional. So basically, the government set this up, the pharma industry, the pharmaceutical industrial complex has set this up to suck the money out of the Federal Reserve and the British Treasury and every other country's uh, financial sector, sucking it into their, their bank balances and pumping people full of dangerous injections that are going to kill even more and more people. We never had a situation where pregnant women were vaccinated like this or received any new injectable device ever. And this is something very new, very disturbing, and it's going to obviously kill off the next generation. They're not only killing successive generations, they're also killing off the next generation. And they, by they, I don't mean some conspiracy with Bill Gates, but he's obviously involved, his industry's involved, his foundation, but also the pharmaceutical industrial complex that works at high level with government. It's in, infected our government here in the UK. All the senior scientists, a lot of them receive money directly from these drug companies like Pfizer, AstraZeneca, uh, Wellcome, you name it, Gates Foundation. They've received grants over the years. We're talking about thousands and millions of pounds here. In one grant, Imperial College in 2019, in one grant in December 2019, they received over 14 million pounds in one grant. So you can imagine the income that's gone in to launder this corrupt science that's now going to kill off populations. Yeah. Dr. Corbett, one of the things that you mentioned, the grants and you mentioned the Gates Foundation, one of the things that people are not tying strings to or they're not connecting the dots to is the fact that of that $10 billion that Bill Gates has given to, you know, produce these vaccines and stuff, that's his quote-unquote investment. He got it from, from the people. He got it from you and me through our government, through taxation. Government's giving to his foundation for this stuff by taxing us. I don't know where you guys or, or us in the U.S. or any other country authorized our representatives to give our money away to a foundation like Bill and Melinda Gates, who is, I mean, he's on record saying we can depopulate. We can, I, I don't know how you can say it any other way because he comes out and says, I'm meditating on the fact that the population is going to grow to 9 billion people and we can reduce that through vaccines and through reproductive health care and all this. We can reduce it, what, 10, 12, 10 or 15%, something like that. It's, it's almost a billion people at least, <clears throat> he's on record saying that. That To me, that is premeditated murder. It's the same as if, hey, we're going to pull out all the guns and we're going to use them on the people to wipe out 10% of the people. I don't see any difference in that. And they're using our own money to do it against us. This is, it's theft in more ways than one, not just stealing our property, our money. It's it's aimed at stealing our lives. It's stealing, stealing our liberty. I mean, this is criminal activity, and he's caught on video, and we can't get, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't get people, even the best <laughs> that the Republicans had to offer in Donald Trump, we can't get any justice from the man, which is his main job to uphold 
the, uh, the laws of the land. See, they're faithfully enforced. Instead, he goes and gives more money to them, to, to Gavi, uh, through Fauci. And people can say, well, that was Fauci. Well, the buck stops here is what Truman used to say. It didn't matter who did it. That person answers to the president under that branch. And I don't know why we even have an NIH, because that's not in the Constitution. I don't know why we have a CDC. That's not in the Constitution. And you know, Kevin, the people have allowed it. And it doesn't yes, matter if we have a if, if we don't if it doesn't matter if you have the U.S. Constitution. OK, it doesn't matter whatever country you're in. You are allowing it by not resisting it and calling they're out the people who are it. doing it. We're allowing it. Yes. We're allowing it. That's it. They're not doing it to us. We're allowing it. You know, the government is saying you don't have to have this device, this injection that they're touting as a vaccine. People are going to work and their employees are coercing and bullying them and they're acquiescing to it. So even the dirty, filthy government is is standing back and they're laughing. They are laughing at us because we are doing it to one another. They're not enforcing wearing the mask. They've given so many get out of jail free cards on that one that everyone's exempt. But they force it on one another. They attack one another. Uh, you know, employee shops, they're doing it to one another. We've seen this another time in history with the Yellow Star of David, when it was actually people on the streets that attacked the Jewish people. So, uh, and not just the Jewish people, other people were marked for that, homosexuals. We, we know this. So this is the people, because they have no direction. They don't have Christ in their life. They're so afraid of this boogeyman virus, so afraid for themselves, where if you do indeed believe it exists, it's a less than 1% death rate, but it's so vulgar in me, myself, and I, that they'll actually inflict this on one another in an attempt to what? Live a few few more years? People die every day. It's sad, but it's life. We cannot live if we don't accept death is part of it. That's what it is. So this is what we are doing in this vulgar, greedy uh, attempt to live forever. It's not going to happen. And we're destroying ourselves. And they are laughing at us. I agree. I agree. Um, let me let me interject something here. And by the way, if you want to call in, if you want to talk to uh, Dr. Corbett or, or Kate, the number is one, uh, excuse me, 215-TOP-TALK. 215-867-8255. I can take your call up to the top of the hour. So if you want to call in and you got a question or a comment, you're welcome to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Two passages of scripture I want to give. <clears throat> you know, this is going down to the six-month-olds. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind, guys, that if it's allowed to go on, they'll be giving these things um, while the child is in the womb. They'll be they'll be giving it to say well, we're gonna we're gonna yeah they're just moving it down they'll they'll be they'll be doing the shots for the because they're already asking women hey your kid may have Down syndrome it may have this it may have that don't you want to just not deal with that let's just get rid of this kid and they're already pushing that kind of stuff now let me tell you something folks the Bible tells us in Exodus twenty one verses twenty two through twenty five it says when men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out but there is no harm the one who hit her shall surely be fined. Now the fine is not going to the government; it's going to the it's going to the woman and her and her husband. Okay, as the woman's husband shall impose on him. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of money coming from from uh, from the dad of that baby, and he shall pay as the judge determines. But if there is harm, listen. Then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, 
tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, strike for strike. How much more when a guy hits a pregnant woman, not intending maybe to, to hurt the baby, but to get the woman out of the way or whatever the case may be because he's the, the, the men are fighting, and he does that maybe not even intentionally. How much more for those sick serial murderers in the abortion clinics who rip babies apart, who burn them to death, who dismember them, who behead them, how much more should justice be brought upon their heads? And let me add this. For those of you trusting in the arm of the flesh, the science so-called, falsely so-called that Paul puts out, and I'm not against doctors, I'm not against nurses, I've got two on with me now. But if you're trusting in this science to save you from the invisible boogeyman that they haven't even proven exists, I want to tell you something. The Bible calls us as believers to trust in God as our healer. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was upon the earth, here's what it says, Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And this is why I always go back to Psalm 91. If we hide ourselves in the shadow of the Most High, what does he do? Does he kick us out? No, God is a loving father of his children, okay? Listen, listen to me, not of the Ill- illegitimate children, uh, those who are of the devil, and there are the distinctions there within Scripture. He loves his children. Hide yourself in the shadow of the Most High, and he protects you from these things. Where is our trust in God? That's the question that I have. Dr. Corbett? Well, most people today don't have any trust in God, and... And, and that is the problem, that this space in our society where there was religion has been vacated. People's, people's beliefs have evaporated or are evaporating. And that space that would normally be filled by people's faith and their religious beliefs and their values and, and their daily practices has been vacated. And that vacuum has been filled by a secular science, which is a form of scientism, and out of that has grown this technocratic form of control and envisioning the body through technocratic means. And that's why they just see the technocratic approach to healthcare just sees the human body. It doesn't see us as a soul. It doesn't see us as anything other than something to be managed, a unit of consumption to be controlled, meted out, treated like cattle. Well, you wouldn't treat cattle like this, actually, or any animal like this. And to be packaged, to be consumed, and to be managed. And that's the technocratic control. It's a form of scientism. It's non-Christian. It's certainly not Islamic. And it is also very pernicious and very evil in its intent and its application and its outcome. And that's what we're seeing now. People have lost faith. This is very much like the biblical stories where people have lost faith. They've gone in the wrong direction. And now there is, you know, a retribution. And, you know, if one is a Christian, one has to believe that this in a way is God's will to go through this and that we will survive this. And that in some way, this is God's will, a test, you know. And as, as Kate Shamarani said very clearly, this all happens through our consent. 
this this isn't top-down power you've got to do this you've got to do that nobody's coming into your home tying you down and injecting you nobody's tying you down in the street and sticking a mask around your face people are willingly consenting to this they're willingly doing it just as in nazi germany people in the street turned on jewish people and killed them in the open air yep. in plain sight and nobody helped them this is a mechanism of control and it starts with gaining your consent trust and your faith so people have put their faith in a technocratic regime a technocratic epistemology knowledge that is absolutely corrupted, pernicious and evil. Satanic is the word, to be honest, it's satanic. And that is the result of what you're, that's why we're seeing, the result is what we're seeing now all around us, people being told they need to wear a mask to go into shop, they need to have an injection to go on holiday, they need to do this, they need to do that. And they're so gullible that they can't even see the contradictions of being told one week, here's the vaccine and you'll be able to travel. And then the next week in the UK being told, oh, it's now illegal to go to an airport. You can't go on holiday. And then, the, and then seeing the naked uh, destruction of the precautionary principle in, in medical practice where pregnant women were never given this. You would never do anything with a pregnant woman in a hospital. It'd be very careful. You would be very careful about x-rays, drugs, anything. You would always ask women of childbearing age, were they pregnant? Could they be pregnant? Is there a possibility? And if there's any shadow of doubt, you wouldn't go there. And this is this has put a, a roller coaster through that. They've smashed all these principles. They smash the normal experimental methods. They're using silico modeling everywhere in biomedicine now to predict what's going to happen. So the virtual has overtaken the reality. They're not interested in the reality. They're going for some virtual reality and they're pushing us towards that. And that's a satanic reality. That's an evil reality. And we don't want that and we don't consent to that. And seriously, I'm more of the opinion that's all you've got to do here is to what Nancy Reagan said with drugs, just say no, don't do it, don't vaccinate, don't mask, don't go along with it, go somewhere else. If you can't go away somewhere because you can't, you're not going to have a vaccine, do something else, find an alternative, steer around it, go around it. And that way you will subvert it because it relies on everybody carrying their exemption cards for masks, carrying their masks and having the vaccinations. And of course, it's like a ratchet. Once you've had one, there'd be a new release. It'd be like having a Microsoft computer. You've got to have this uh, injection, that injection. By the end of the year, you will have had 10 or how many more they want to pump into you. It'd be like, you'll be like your computer. You get up in the morning, you plug yourself in and what happens? You can't do anything until the computer's downloaded all the software and the updates and all the rest of it. And then you can go out of your house. That's the reality that we're heading for. If you consent to it, it does rely on individuals consenting and families consenting to it. If people don't consent, there is hope. If they put their faith out of, out of the scientific religion of COVID-19 and all that goes with it, into true a true religion their own beliefs their own religious beliefs and follow those whichever they are 
And at the intro to your program, Tim, you always make a reference to having a broad uh, re, uh, viewing, uh, re, uh, viewing readership here that come from different faiths. And that's very good. And people put their faith in that and not this false God of COVID-19 and all that goes with it. Then there is some hope of survival. I really do believe that. Well, I let me let me put this in here because you're talking about. Hey, hang on just a second, Kate. Let me put this in here. You guys who missed Tony Roman uh, the other day. Uh, by the way, wait, somebody's asking the number two one five Top Talk two one five eight six seven eight two five five. Bottom right of my screen, you can see it there. Uh, it's on the it's on the red line there. One of the if you miss Tony Roman this week, they're doing he's doing exactly that. He's not just going around it. He is getting in their face. He says you don't give them an inch here. So when they made mass mandates for his business, he said no masks are coming in here. He talked about people letting it hang off yeah. their knees. No, 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 no. You're going to put that in your pocket or throw it away or something. He wouldn't even allow the police to stay on the property to talk with him. He says if you're going to wear that mask, you're going to, we're going to go off the property and talk, or you're going to take it off here. When they said close your business, he didn't close down the whole time. Um, I mean, it was uh, it was not just a resisting and saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else." I'm going to get my. It was a thing of, "No, I'm not going to do it," and I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you're saying to yeah. do because you have no authority to tell me to do that, Kate. What what I do or very often is obviously have to be careful with this. Is when people talk to you at the mask on, I say, "I'm sorry, I'm not engaging with you with that mask on." Either you take it off to speak to me, or we don't speak because I can't hear you for one. And secondly, I don't like talking to people through masks and I don't see why I should be addressed like that. So I ignore it and that gets you into trouble sometimes, but mostly people do comply and they take their mask off and they engage with you. And this is the whole issue about social distancing. And I saw a video, Tim, of a Polish Catholic church on Good Friday in South London, and the police came in. There were hundreds of people in the audience, many of them wearing masks, you could see, and the police stopped the service at the end, and they asked people to leave, and they said if they don't, they'd be fined 200 pounds or arrested. And that's happening now in London. It's happened in Scotland. And the Scottish churches got together, and they took Nicola Sturgeon to court, the Scottish government, Mary, Queen of Scots, Mark II, I call her, and she needs to be careful because look what happened to the first one. And they won the legal case against the Scottish government. Should not have closed the churches during the lockdown Amen. or at all. And now in London, we're seeing the Metropolitan Police under that tyrannical Sadiq Khan, who's the most pernicious evil man ever. And God help us if he gets in in May, because we're in for a hell of a fight with him. And they're stopping churches now in London. Going, the police going in and threatening the congregations. Catholic Church, a Polish Catholic Church. And that's lovely to see. Out of all the churches in London, Tim, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, it is the Catholic churches that have continued to have mass and have their um, rites and observances, more so than the, the Church of England, which was created by Henry VIII, so he could divorce and remarry and kill his wives, I'm afraid to say. And I'm glad that the Catholic Church here has stood out, especially some of the, um, some of the um, 
the the uh, sections of the Catholic Church that don't come directly under the Westminster Diocese and that answer direct to the Rome, to Vatican. They have more control, more autonomy, although the Diocese of Westminster is making it very difficult. But there is more and more Catholic churches standing out, and they are a beacon in this. Certainly to me personally, it's been a beacon of light. Okay, Kate, you were wanting to say something? Yeah, yeah. What was interesting, again, going back, first of all, if we, if we don't have, there's a saying, if you don't have Christ in your house, there's a vacancy and the devil will fill it. And that's exactly, and that house is, is this, it's us, it's, it's inside us. And uh, going back to what Dr. Corbett's saying, again, this is us acquiescing and consenting. That particular church, you saw these Police officers, like there was two initially, they went right up to where the priest was standing. And you saw this police officer, a male, and then you saw this overweight. Yes, I would like to see her run after a criminal because she was a fatty, very fat. Don't come on here and say, I can't say, you are what you eat. And I'm sick of hearing this. If you're believing it's a virus, uh, obesity exponentially increases your risk of disease. Sort it out. She was fat standing there in the church at the front facing the congregation with her arms folded. I mean, you couldn't get more disrespectful. I almost gasped when I saw her. This is a woman who has sworn an oath. She is a police officer of the people, for the people, a civilian in uniform who is there to uphold the law. And what is the law of this land? It is God's law. And yet she had the audacity to fold her fat arms over her fat gut at the front of this. I mean, it was beyond disrespect for me. So I hope hope someone does, you know, forward this to her and just... To go on, because I don't want us to seem like we're the merchants of doom and gloom. Because <laughs> uh, we're actually not. <laughs> I, I'll call him Kevin now. We are actually great mates. But look, if you are, let's just give one thing here. If you are worried about your child getting this, mm. the best thing you can do for your child, even when it's born and as it grows, is give it a fresh, colourful, organic a diet of fresh fruit and vegetables, clean water. Don't give it tap water. Breastfeed as long as you can till the child's at least two. Uh, give your child extra vitamin C. Some of the naturopathic doctors say a thousand milligram for every year of age. So you give it every hour to bowel tolerance. Um, get your child out in the midday sun when your shadow is short. Expose the skin. Let them play outside. Hug them. Love them. Encourage them to hug and love all of their friends, all of their relatives. And this is what you do. This is medicine from our creator. Do not go and stick your child for what is coming at the end of that loaded weapon called a syringe. And again, if you are pregnant, um, we've done a we've done a show on pregnancy, Tim, and I believe I sent you the document and I think it's up on your website. Please go look at the archives of these shows. Um, I did a lot of work in that document for advice on nutrition for anyone who is pregnant. You are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. And no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. And nothing coming on the end of pharmacia, which is witchcraft and sorcery, 
is going to replace what has been put here for us by our creator. So, you know, don't, don't be afraid. There's nothing to be fearful of, but fear itself. Feed your child and yourself with what is there. And remember, white sugar, it's a poison. It's an acid. It switches off your immunity for four hours. So I, I see McDonald's queue parked right out, right out the station. And I see police cars. I always see police cars. Maybe that's what that police officer at the front of the chapel was doing. Too many cheeseburgers, I think. There's nothing there that is good. Do not do it. Don't do it as a treat. I hear parents saying, oh, it's our weekly treat to go there. You're killing your child. Stop it. Amen. Um, the, some of the people in the chat were talking about uh, uh, Bradley playing uh, Pastor Robert Jeffers. Uh, guys, if you don't see a false prophet for what he is, um, and one that looks like he's wearing a clown toupee on top of his head at that, uh, people like Robert Jeff- you know, I used to have a lot of respect for Al Mohler. I, I really did. Uh, he said a lot of good things. He's written a lot, but he gets on and he's pimping the vaccine. No biblical. He, he points. He just says, "Oh, God provides things." Okay, God does provide things, but don't sit here and try to pimp uh, what what corrupt politicians and big pharma and all are putting out that is experimental. It's not proven safe and effective. They're telling it's safe and effective. We have the evidence that it's not. Who who tells lies? Does God tell lies? No. Does God steal? Does God destroy? Now, God kills, but he kills with justice. Now, don't get me wrong. He does do that. But but a murderer. Satan was a murderer from the beginning. He was a liar from the beginning. That's who does that. So when you get people like Robert Jeffers or Franklin Graham or Al Mohler telling people to go take that vaccine, folks, they're in error. They are in serious error in what they're saying and they're, I got to say, they're compromised somewhere. I don't know where, but they're compromised somewhere. And I did a show on um, Al Mohler pimping that stuff. And what in the world is going on when you have men who have said the right thing in the past, they've preached the right thing in the past, and then now they're doing that. I see it as a as a move toward apostasy if they don't repent. I really do. And uh, I want to I want to throw out this one other thing too. I'm going to give you guys a last word, unless you want to stay over a little bit because we're coming up about four and a half minutes. Um, there is a book, and and guys, Kate, this is one of the things where you and I met on. This was our our first um, interview about when you were talking about the five G stuff, and I and something at the first part of the show I brought this up, and this is why I wanted to to show people. There's a book called The Invisible Rainbow. Kate mentioned the Spanish flu, and this is by Arthur uh, Furstenberg, and He's got an Arizona number. I called him up. I wanted to get him on the show. He didn't want to come on the show because we talk about the Bible. I don't know what that has to do with his book. Um, but but that doesn't change the information in the book. The book has got great information, stuff most of you have never heard of in your life regarding electricity. And and we're talking about from the last, what, four or 500 years. This book right here gives you a lot of information as to how it began to affect people and what real scientists and real doctors used to call out when they started testing these things and the effects it had on people, on their bodies. And now we're into all the way up to the 5G thing. We're going to have these these masks, what, every 100 or 200 meters or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we've had Mark Steele on, Kate, uh, to, to tell us, hey, this stuff's used as a weapon. Dr. Lee Merritt came along, second witness, 
confirms the matter. She said, yep, they were using this in Iraq for crowd control, all these kinds of things. You spoke on this as well. And so I think a lot of times when we're mentioning virus, I think we need to bring this back into the equation to make people aware that while there, our focus may be on, quote unquote, a virus, Maybe they're lining up all the gun, the invisible guns, all around us, and we think it, and we yeah. look at it for entertainment. Yes, I mean, the, the, there's huge amounts of evidence, and people are realizing this now. Even myself, you know, I wasn't very aware until last year about the huge range of exposures and the fact that these industries, like the telecoms industry, behave just like the pharmaceutical industry. They're big lobbies, they're huge uh, infrastructures that influence governments, and they create the evidence to show that things are not as they are. They create the illusions, like Jim Murphy says, the planned illusion that these things are safe, and anybody who questions this is crazy or a conspiracy theorist or whatever. They create the evidence through the prostitute scientists in the prostitute university corporations that produce the evidence for them because they're actually masking the truth that all of these are exposures. Electricity was one, maybe one of the first man-made exposures, but it went right back to King Henry VIII's time, the Tudor times, when people did not have sewers, they lived in houses that were surrounded by filth and human excrement. And no wonder they had sicknesses like the sweating sickness from the 16th century, which was similar in effect to, to what we call COVID now. Hmm. It was a man-made creation due to exposures. And this is all the way through history. And now we're just in a technocratic form of what we had five or six centuries, 10 centuries ago. Dr. Corbett, um, can you hang on? Can you guys hang on for just a little bit over? Let me close out the show here. All right. Here's what I want to close it out with. Guys, tomorrow we don't celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of the king. Okay? We, re we celebrate the resurrection of the king. Let me give you hope for those who don't have hope. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of the dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was not he wasn't wounded for our for for his transgression, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That is the Lord Jesus. That is what he did. The Messiah is not Donald Trump and his son-in-law, Jerry Kushner, as a lot of the Habad Lubavitch Jews believe. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to save his people from their sins. And you know what? He's coming back as a king to judge the nations. You better be ready. If you're celebrating, you're celebrating your doom apart from faith in Christ. We'll see you on Monday. Adios. Bye. Okay, guys. Uh, 
Welcome to everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and uh, we we appreciate you guys hanging over, and Dr. Corbett and Kate. Um, are there other things you want to add? I know, Kate, you said you wanted to have a, a health issue that you wanted to bring up, too. I don't know if that's going to tie to some of this. You kind of threw in some things there about taking care of your, your, your children with uh, healthy diets, uh, but is there something you want to throw in there with that as well? <laughs> I've just been slurping this. <laughs> Not that I don't want to advertise it, but honestly, this is, I, I buy this bulk and I have a bottle every day. It's Fair Trade Organics, raw, 100% raw coconut water. It's got all your use and ease in that you need. It's so delicious. And um, if you're one of these that wakes up in the morning and you're like, oh, I can't get going until I've had a cup of coffee. First of all, coffee, all it's going to do is stimulate your adrenal glands. And I know in America, you like your coffee in the morning and the Brits, we love a cup of tea. Uh, so you're, as soon as you wake up, that coffee stimulates your adrenal glands. Uh, your adrenals work like a seesaw with your thyroid. If they're up, your thyroid's down. So coffee's never really a good thing to drink lots of it. I'll let you have half a cup or, or one cup. But um, this is... If you keep this chilled in the fridge and have it as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's the most wonderful wake-up call. I was actually introduced to this by an American lieutenant marine. Um, uh, he's a veteran, but uh, who's also developing AI. He's the right interesting one, telling me all sorts. But uh, I would advocate that. And also, if you're if you're a Brit watching, or even a Brit in America, and you like to drink your tea in the morning. It's actually going to rob you of your iron and you shouldn't drink very much tea. And remember that naturally when tea grows, the, flor- the natural fluoride, or if it's being watered on plantations with flor- fluoridated water, collects in the tea leaves. And then we, we bring this tea and then we take it to the processing plant and it's put in these tea bags that have plastic in them, which is BPA. And when you then add your fluoridated water to the tea, you've got more and more and more fluoride and then you're drinking it. And believe it or not, when you mix fluoride with BPA, it's responsible, I believe, for expressing, I think it's something like 134 or 100, over 100, expressing more genes. And remember, we have 10 billion miles of genes. And and if you take one out and put one in that shouldn't be there or translocate, it's going to completely change who you are. So these are genes that shouldn't be expressed. So um, be aware of what you drink. And for those of you who like to drink alcohol, your liver has to process that alcohol. And while it's very busy processing that alcohol, generally at night, because most people go out and, and have some of their bevies. Uh, some people actually do it all day long. But, uh, you know, generally, I've seen all the kids actually doing it. They're out at night, they're drinking. And then when you sleep from about 3 a.m., that's when your liver starts to regenerate. The only organ in your body to regenerate that we know of. And also, you don't show any signs of your liver being compromised until you're down to the last third. So when you're sleeping and your liver should be cleaning up and regenerating, it doesn't. It's not doing it because it's trying to process all of this alcohol. So uh, if you're a regular drinker, you need to be aware of that. And at some stage, your body's going to be, it's like a, a waste paper bin. You keep putting garbage in it. Eventually, it's going to be full. It's going to spill over the top. Well, we're the same. You keep putting it in and putting it in, assaulting your liver, 
and you're not detoxing it or you're not giving it time to regenerate, then eventually you're going to have problems. So, so, so drinking, um, you know, fresh vegetable juices, kids love fresh, veg, uh, fresh vegetable juices, try and make sure they're organic. Um, this yummy, yummy raw, I think it's, couple of pounds a bottle if you've got an iphone you can afford it you know i always hear people go i can't afford that i can't afford to eat what she tells me to eat but they drive around in new cars they have an iphone they've got a big satellite dish on the side of their property with every cable tv going i don't have it i don't even have a tv license anymore um that's loads more money i can spend on my coconut water and so um okay what is what is the name what is the name of the coconut water we've got people asking what is the name of it it's tiana Okay. Tiana. And it's, you know what? I've tried so many coconut waters and they've got all kinds of garbage added to them. This is even in a glass bottle. It's in a glass bottle. So it's not got the plastic in. Um, it's cheaper to just buy, buy a box of 12. And then what I do with these bottles, they've got a click lid is I rinse them out. And then when I make soup, I've got Dr. Corbett making soup as well with the soup maker. I decant it into these and I put them in the freezer don't forget your liquid expands by 10% except flax oil doesn't expand. So leave a gap at the top and you can put stuff in your freezer then. And then you've got soup you can take out in the morning. So, you know, there's, there's really, there's really no excuse. I love that, that it's, it's got all your use and ease in. It's really good for you. Your kids are going to love this. Another thing that you can do with this um, is uh, if you don't want to eat your fruits in the morning, I'm not a really big fan of, of stuffing through loads of fruits. So what I do is I either make a big smoothie and I just put all my um, fruit in it. Or then you can, instead of adding water, you can add this. Um, this, uh, this morning I have, I'm, I'm a bit of a creature of, of habit. Um, I've got a new habit at the moment. And every morning I, I have two pears, an apple, a piece of ginger about that long, two sticks of celery and a lemon. And I have that as a juice and it's, oh, it's delicious. It blows your head off ah, with the ginger. But, you know, it's I like pears, but I don't really like eating them. So it's a really nice way of doing it is to shove them in your juicer and juice them. And you could even add your coconut, uh, your coconut water to that. OK. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Corbett. The book, you should do Kate Shemarani's book cookbook i'm doing it lifestyle book to pay for the coconut water <laughs> <laughs> well i you know some people are talking about uh and i don't want to get way off the subject here but uh joni's talking about getting chickens guess what we we got uh we got chicks oh, this week I, I took my boys out we got 10 chicks they're in our bathtub now and um uh the kids couldn't help it man they were picking them up loving on them and everything i said now you know, you can name these because we're not using them, obviously, for meat. We're going to do some eggs and stuff. So i got some building. i got to set aside time for that. You've talked about organic chickens and, uh, you know, let them free range and all this other uh, as far as eggs and things. And so we took that advice. We finally uh, put a little money together to kind of do that. Uh, the pears, boy, I love to eat my dad's pears. Um, he gets uh, – he has them on. They don't eat them. And I'll eat them just like they are. I love I love the flavor, and if they're kind of a little crisp on the outside and soft on the inside, oh, they're just really good. Um, now, is there anything else that we need to warn people about as far as and, – and, folks, when we're saying warning, we're, we're not saying, hey, just listen to us of the thing. The information's there for those of you who want to find it. The problem is I think people have gotten 
and I'm not necessarily talking about everybody listening here, but there's been a lot of people who are so lazy. You could give them the link and they wouldn't, they would say, well, this doesn't have everything in it. What else? So where are you getting it? And I'm like, you know, I get you started on something. I'll give you, I'll put the things in there, but people won't go and, and do their own homework to see whether or not something is true. They just want somebody that, you know, they want to watch the, the cable TV and let it wash over them and just, you know, fill me with whatever and then I'll believe that and I'll go with that. And I know a lot of our audience isn't like that. Uh, they're they're willing to hear. They're willing to go back and look uh, behind the scenes as to what's going on. You know, I've even had some of these guys call and say, hey, Tim, I that right there, I had a guy this week um, make mention to me about mentioning one of the laws, Civil Rights Act. And in large measure, I don't like the Civil Rights Act, but I'm for using whatever we can to fight against this stuff. And he corrected me uh, just after Tony was on that said, I don't deal with the science and stuff. I deal with you don't have authority to do this. And so even I was corrected on that, guys. I, I said, well, that's exactly right. I shouldn't be going to that because the Civil Rights Act deal with a whole lot of things about liberty of businesses and other things like that. And we should leave that alone. So even, yes, I can be corrected. I, I told you I could. Um, is there final words that you guys, uh, either one of you guys, want to uh, to give before we close out the show? Kate, I'll give you the first word. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I keep saying to people when they're asking me, I met a lovely family with four boys yesterday on the forest and the, the father runs a hedge fund. The mother was so on board to it all. And the father was saying, you know, I we don't tell people in my business to get the vaccine. We don't know what's going to happen in five years. I don't want to be responsible for telling them they've got to have it. They need to make that decision themselves. And I said, that's right. That's absolutely right. Hold your, hold your, hold your line. Hold your line. They have declared war on us, the people. Hold your line against the enemy. Because this is going to, I, I love one day when I was feeling so desperate, Dr. Corbett said to me that the seeds of destruction have been sown into their plan. And hold your line because this is imploding regarding this uh, vaccine that's not really a vaccine. Just wait, because enough people are starting to be injured. It's only going to be a matter of time before they go, we're not doing this, we're not doing this. And you talk about 5G. Yes, Professor Mosculu actually said within five generations, uh, we will see entire species extinct. And you mentioned it being used in Iraq. It was called the voice of Allah. They used it where they would put this um, frequency out and you... Uh, you can see it, you can hear anything, but they would hear this in their head as Alice saying, put down your weapons. So it was used as a weapon. And I believe there's a very similar one called the Growler uh, used by our military here, which when you're hit with it, it can be fired from uh, a vehicle or an aircraft. It, it takes out all physiological and neurological systems, uh, which is death. So what can you do to protect yourself? Don't sign up to it. Uh, certainly don't have your Wi-Fi on in your house. Don't have your phone um, taking all the Wi-Fi next to your head. Don't put it on your body. Don't give your children an iPhone or an iPad. Don't do it. If people are visiting your house, do like I do and saying, I'm sorry, you can't come in here if you're bringing that in. That's what we need to do. We need to start doing that. And, you know, when people I, I stayed with the Amish, I was very fortunate and uh, they rip all the pipes and everything, all the cable uh, encasement. They rip it all out the walls when they take over a house. And the reason they do that is exactly what is in 
the Invisible Rainbow book, this all acts as conduct conductors. And, and the thing about 5G, when it's up and running, it's like stepping out of your house or even in your house with a, a gun pointed at your forehead, top of your head. It's everywhere. Everywhere you turn, it's facing you. And uh, if this is the technology that you've signed up to, uh, it's going to be your destruction as well. So we will win. We've been here before. We've been, uh, you gave me something to listen to too, which I'm loving. We've been in uh, Revelation many, many times. And we will get through this. People will perish through lack of knowledge. Don't be one of them. Dr. Corbett. Well, all I've got to say is it's about where you put your faith. And if you put your faith in scientism and technocratic belief structures and and the like, then this is what this is. The result of it is going to be deaths. There's going to be morbidity, mortality. Those are the words we call death and disease. And it's a result of exposures exposures to injections, like exposures to 5G, 4G, whatever G. All of these are exposures and they're unnecessary exposures. You cannot reduce risk. You cannot reduce risk to zero. We live, we're born, we live and we die. And those are the things that we know that are God-given. And there's no way you can stop that. Interfering with birth, interfering with gestation, interfering with death, cut, cutting people off early, euthanasia, murder. These are all anti-Christian, they are anti-spiritual, and they are basically murder, they're the devil's work, if you want to say. And if you consent to this, then you are part of it. You can consent to it without saying yes, you consent to it through inaction, through allowing it to happen and to impact on you and your family. If you don't consent to it, you have to take action. And that doesn't necessarily mean going out on a rally or a demonstration or whatever. It means modeling the right way to behave. That's right. And doing the thing. Yeah, and if people need a, a way to model, uh, see a model of that, this is exactly what Tony was talking about on, thurs- on, on Thursday. He was oh, talking about, I'm not looking to get political office. I'm not looking to be famous. This is just, this is my business. This is where I take a stand. And, um, and that's what people need to do. Maybe it's at your work. Maybe you need to tell the employer, hey, not wearing that mask. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not going to have the, the experimental injection. Warn them of what's coming. Because we, we had a story out the other day. Uh, employers are going to be, are, are facing a lot of lawsuits over people who are getting respiratory issues from wearing the mask because they've been mandated to them by their employees and their employers. Guys, resistance may cost us something. That's just, Tony said that it may cost me my business, but I'm going to resist it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, my intention is to wear them down, not to let them wear me down. Guys, I appreciate you staying over a little extra for me and uh, you guys in the chat room. Thank you for it as well. And uh, let me, let me, let, let me, end with with this word you know the bible tells us that i read you the passage out of isaiah of what the messiah would come and do and he healed all those oppressed of the devil uh and that was out of acts ten thirty eight. excuse me and then what he would do he would heal us by his stripes literally it's by the it's by a stripe 
the 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 stripe of death that God gave him for sinners uh, in order to reconcile them back to God. That was the mission of Christ. Okay, it was to reconcile sinners. It wasn't to make your uh, you know life lovey dovey happy all this stuff. He was here to make you holy. He was here to give you a full and abundant life. That's what that's Christ's words. And so he does that by taking away the power of sin from sinners. And uh, Rosalie, you need to hear this. <laughs> you need to hear this. And the only way to do that is for people to repent of their sin. Leave it off. Take it off. Leave it behind. Put it on Christ. I mean, the Bible tells us that God made him to knew, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that he might reconcile us to God. So the thing is to take off the sin, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and stand fast. Stand fast. And um, I'm glad Rosalie's here. Your message is the same one it is to me as it is to Kate, as it is to Kevin. Rosalie, you need to repent. You really need to repent. Uh, because, you know what, one day you're going to die, and you're going to face the judge, and he's not a dead judge, he's not a dead Messiah, he's not a dead God, he's going to judge you for your sin. And the command to you is the same as it is to every man on the planet, in all of history, it is to repent before a just and holy God. Hope you guys have a great Lord's Day tomorrow. Remember the resurrection. Jesus is not a baby. He's not on the cross anymore. Okay? He's not to be humiliated. He is the risen, glorified king who is subduing all of his enemies, okay, until the last day. And at that time, he's going to judge every man according to their works. Remember that. Give him glory. Kiss the son lest, lest he be angry. And guys, we'll see you again on Monday morning, Lord willing. And uh, I'm very excited because Monday we got a couple of pre-recorded uh, interviews. I'm just going to let you know Tuesday we're setting up to do uh, Dale Bigtree. I'm going to interview him on Monday, and then hopefully we're going to do, I, I'm going to talk to Lynn. We're going to see whether we're going to play the Charlotte uh, Iserbite, uh interview we're going to do on Monday. We tried to do it the other day, but the phone line was really bad. Uh, we're going to see if we can play that on Wednesday or Thursday. So those are set up for next week, Lord willing, if we can get them out. And I hope they'll be an encouragement to you and uh, and, and strengthen you in the things that you already know and some things you don't know so that you can go out and make the talk radio the do radio. Until then, see ya.